Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube. Drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC. Hi, world. I know you're listening. A bit like Frasier, that is. This is episode 116 of FI Goes PC. And as always, I'm your host, Rebel Zen, aka Danny Hale. Yeah, I'm sitting here in our outhouse studio by the treehouse, no leaves. And I'm, I'm thinking, what's on everyone's mind? What's on everyone's mind the last two weeks? Because we, we kind of talked about it briefly. And then, you know, things got pretty serious. Uh, and that's obviously the tensions in uh, the Ukraine right now. Uh, we're 11 days in. We've all heard about it quite a lot around the world. We all have our opinions. We're all rallying groups of uh, support for the Ukraine. It's horrendous. Uh, you know, Russia basically broke in and uh, started blowing up everything. We don't know all sides. We don't know all the situation. Uh, my thoughts are particularly on the people, the people of Russia and the people of the Ukraine who are dealing with just basically atrocities on all sides, a lot of confusion. And the rest of us are watching this on our TV completely separate to the situation, even though it's kind of a horror show. And obviously, we, we joke here on this podcast about life and stuff like this. This is a situation that we're all going to hear about for some time coming forwards. Uh, hopefully, there is a solution. Hopefully, it's a good solution. Uh, we will cover this for a bit of this podcast so bear with us but i kind of do this thing where i open a door and i shut a door and i hope to add solution to some of the problems but you know it's just me a voice in a sea of voices i am not alone i have our producer who is a part-time tok tutor and that is uh technically okinawan karate she is our producer when if i'd say hello hello so, uh, Shatakan. Yeah, that's not what TOK stands for. Is it not? No. What does it stand for? It stands for the theory of knowledge. Oh. Yes. How There's do we know? There's a theory of knowledge. How don't, do we, don't start teaching. How do we know what we know? Huh? How do we know what we know? Uh, I, I prefer Okinawan karate, I gotta be honest. <laughs> Shatakan, as we all know, is a type of karate. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that, I did learn that too. Yeah, they, they train a lot in Texas. It's a very big sport in Texas. Mm, I uh, didn't learn in Texas. No, they shoot loads of cans. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually with <laughs> rifles. Yeah. Okay. Yep, 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 yes. So, uh, Ukraine, big mm. problem. Mm hmm, mm hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we were here two weeks ago trying to be optimistic. Right on the, uh, it was like a day or two before everything kind of. Yeah, like it was the calm before the storm. It was. And it, it, it's been a hellacious storm. Mm. Um, a couple of things I want to just clarify, because I know we have listeners around the world. We have actually listeners in Russia and Ukraine. We have listeners in the USA. We have listeners all around Europe. Uh, mm -hmm. This is a very European-centric situation. Uh, America is basically an overseer of it. People in America have every right to kind of feel detached because you are. You're, you're miles away from this problem. We're all close to it. We're all expecting nuclear winter. We're expecting the end of the world. I know my cousin is, Will. 
Hi, how are you doing? He he really wants nuclear winter. <laughs> He's got a plan for it. Uh, it's called sleep. Sleep for four years. Mm. Grow a beard and uh, eat ramen. Quite a lot of ramen. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Protein shakes and ramen is all you need to get through uh, nuclear winter. I saw a clip of someone um, asking Russian youths about the situation, and one of them was joking that, oh, it might be like Fallout. I like playing Fallout. Yeah, yeah, it'll be exactly <laughs> like Fallout. Yeah. Uh, bad graphics. The world will seem very blocky and clunky, and everyone will just run around grabbing whatever they can from oh, no. abandoned places. You know, you like uh, little erasers for schools that don't use them anymore. Uh, you know, chalk. A lot of chalk. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was one of these players of Fallout, and I got I got bored very fast because I was just picking up loads of stuff that I thought you could craft, and apparently it's just useless junk that oh. I was picking up. Yeah, didn't really get the point of uh, anything. Collecting items. A bit stupid, to be honest. Um, no, I I think that if there is a nuclear winter, it would be an improvement for Scotland. <laughs> what? They'd, they'd finally have the summer they've always dreamed of. Oh my god! Go up to ten degrees. Wow. They've never seen that in Scotland. <laughs> They'll be very thrilled. Um, but yeah, on a serious note, it it is kind of very turbulent. Again, we don't have all the information to our fingertips. We have even less now because the UK is one of these countries that is blocking a lot of the Russian perspective on this, which I think is kind of sad i feel like it's really sad when you you're basically having and we all know this we've been in a pandemic for three years around the world we've seen how controlled our media is it's Mm. been one story for the last three years it's either been that or it's been a blip but the attention of the media is fully swept meaning every channel every distributor is saying the same kind of story so it could be about uh new cheese discovered in bristol and it'll just be that for the next week like, oh, yes, they've got this new cheese in Bristol. Oh, yes, this cheese has been made in Bristol. It'll be that kind of stuff. With the Ukraine crisis, it, it now feels a lot like the Gulf War felt, where all of our media attention is poured into that. Mm. Bit of a smokescreen for our politicians, uh, going to be honest, who've done a lot of... Nice distraction. Corrupt things, like having parties. Um, yeah, no one's talking about that anymore. No, we're all thinking it. <laughs> but uh, what I'm trying to say is it's a very... Uh, from our perspective, it's nothing but propaganda. We've got to put that out there because it's true. We're not we're not being more truthful or, or uh, transparent, to be honest. And in the Russian situation, what I can gather before it was completely cancelled here in the UK perspective, I think it's the same sort of thing. Everyone's just trying to back up their agenda in this. Mm. And, and frankly speaking, it's at the expense of citizens on both sides. Always is. And that's the saddest thing here because we're we're looking at Russia now as a, a demonized state where, you know, anything that's Russian, you can't it's almost like a big taboo. Don't mention the Russians. <laughs> so we've blocked them from everything. Mm. So all of the old episodes of The Simpsons that had like any Russian in it blocked. Really? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um FIFA. I'm playing FIFA, the yeah. game, FIFA twenty two. All the Russian teams are taken off. Yeah, that's true. Which is really annoying because I'd signed, you know, oh, no. six players from <laughs> From Moscow. I'd signed all these players from Moscow. Yeah, because when you're on FIFA 22 and you build a team from predominantly Russian players, mm. you know, um, and then you, you, you lose your team over that, it's very disappointing. I don't know any of us have done that, but uh, I did. So obviously, this situation's kind of out of control because I respect, in a sense, uh, the sanctions are in place to cripple the money coming into the, the war machine right yeah and to discourage 
well it's it's a it's a it's almost like to me it's like wow we don't like what you're doing so we're blocking you on facebook mm. fine i understand that mm. it's it's also suspended right it doesn't mean it's permanently blocked but when you think of what this is going to do on the ground to the citizens of russia right it's it's terrifying to me it's kind of like well you're taking away their identity around the world now if i was a kid playing fifa and my favorite team is a local team st petersburg something like this and it's blocked you know mm -hmm. overnight it's it's not good i don't see what that does it's almost like everyone has to follow suit it's kind of like this one stacked tier thing like we're gonna be really gracious to the people of Ukraine by completely demonizing and separating ourselves and saying that Russia doesn't exist anymore. I, I, I kind of feel like it's it's bad because what we're now doing is calling out Russians like basically in the MacArthur period of America where it was always anti-communism mm. was a really strong rhetoric. Um, it's It's like the next witch hunt. And I feel like we've got to be better than that. We, we understand, as people, most of us do, that there's a separation between the political agenda of a place and the citizens and people of the place. Yeah. If we keep putting them all in the same pot, then we're being very hypocritical because none of us here want to be anything like the politicians. No. <laughs> I mean, it's the if you woke up tomorrow with Boris Johnson's hair, oh, well, I no. think it would be a problem. Oh, no. But like, in the night, someone came... <laughs> And stuck a mop on my head. <laughs> I don't want that look. No, I'm just saying, like, we've we've got to kind of, like, I think most people are so shocked by this. Especially Batman, they just drove past on the motorbike. I think genuinely most people are quite, they're just dealing with the initial shock. We're seeing a place that, for all sakes and purposes, is any city in Europe. You know, like mm. Kiev and all these places uh, that have been attacked. And we're seeing a very sort of relatable city or town just being completely obliterated. Yeah. We're used to things in a weird and a horrible kind of context, but we're used to things in a place that isn't as together, let's say, just being wrecked, you know, like somewhere in a desert. Yeah. Like just being blown to smithereens. We're used to that image. Because you can't identify with it. Well, it's also that by the time we get pictures back, it's mostly destroyed. Mm. You know, Syria is a good example of that, where yeah. it's just been leveled. Like, Yemen is the worst. I feel like the uh, the country Yemen is very not looked at, but it's been completely obliterated. And we, yeah, see, sad. we see this after the fact, but now we're seeing it sort of, I think we saw a lot of attention at the beginning of it. We're getting less information, possibly because of the dangers of it. And obviously... I think they were stopping images... Yeah. being sent over yeah um like a weekend but it's i mean the images that are coming through are still pretty just in it's intense yeah. you know and so i feel like we've got this situation where we can't really avoid it sometimes on this on our podcast we try to because we set this up originally to be kind of production diary and stuff like this but of course all of that stopped because our stuff's quarantined because we can't film well, all of our equipment's quarantined and locked down in in hong kong we can't get to it yeah is uh it's annoying to be honest. <sighs> but um yeah so this whole situation it's on everyone's minds uh i like to try and come up with solutions here i like to because you know how we're talking about politicians and stuff a lot of what they're saying is we're standing shoulder to shoulder with the ukraine and all this stuff but you're not because you're not offering anyone 
you know, timeshares or anything in the UK. I don't know why you'd need them. No. It's very mm. cold here. I mean, uh, you can come by all means. It's uh, you probably prefer what you had. But um, what I'm trying to say is, like, all of these places that the Russians have had to leave behind, all these billionaire apartments and houses yeah. in London yeah, specifically, yeah, yeah. that's where you want to put all the refugees in Ukraine. Uh. You want to you <laughs> stick all the refugees in Ukraine, have house shares. Three or four families can fit in these places. It'd be the best thing ever. You can then do a reality TV show. Wow. You know? That's, uh, real um, real housewives of Ukraine ironically poetic well, that's what you should be doing because he's going to be disregarded and just you know there yeah you just put them all there you see yeah. and and give them luxury after what I can only say is the most insane thing in our current era to see a European country just being obliterated you mm. know? Um, but again you got to also look at this from the perspective of Russians. Uh, and I try to do that. And that's, they didn't ask for this. The people of Russia didn't want this. And there's a lot of Russian students here. A lot of people integrated in our nation that are Russian. Mm -hmm. And that got nothing to do with the political agenda of Russia. We all think that. We all think that every Russian is actually a spy. Representative. It's kind of like Chinese students. Every Chinese <laughs> student is a spy. Yeah. They're all spying on us. No, 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 no. They're just students. They're just doing their thing. There's very few that are spies. You can tell. You can tell you can who is tell? the spy. Yeah, How yeah. How can you tell? Because they've got a magnifying glass. What? Yeah, and they meet you in benches and try and pass you a suitcase. Um. And they've got dark sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. So all the spies come out when it's sunny then? They just give you suitcases. <laughs> Don't know what's in the suitcase. You're not meant to ask. I'm meant but they to say sunglasses. you got to put this next to a bin. <laughs> and then it's like this domino rally where... One guy gives you a suitcase, and then two o'clock that day, you got to go to another bench and put that suitcase down. You've got to wear the dark. They they give you the hat, their their trench coat, and their glasses, and you become the spy. Then it's like a relay, spying relay. That's how it all works. What? Yeah. Sounds like a abstract, surreal comedy. No, it's how spy work is. Yeah. No, it's what? How would you know? Oh, I'm superior. How would you know? James Bond is based on me. <laughs> I, I live his lifestyle, you know. Uh, uh, got no car. Uh, don't wear a watch. Yeah. Who needs a watch these days? No one. But uh, yeah, no. So, like, basically, what I'm tired of, I think, the most, and a lot of people are with any sense or common sense in their head, is basically this just rhetoric of anything that's not us is obviously against us. Mm. It's completely nuts. You know, like, yes, there's been occasion, like the Cold War especially, uh, which is a war. Everyone doesn't realize what the Cold War was, but the Cold War between, mostly between the U.S. and Russia uh, back from the 60s on, really, mm -hmm. uh, ending in, in the 90s, um, was because it was very cold. They, they went to Siberia and started jousting with each other. No. You know? Yeah. No. It, was, it was all in the Antarctic. There were... They were making, uh, they were, they were making uh, igloos, you see, and, and one igloo was in the territory of another igloo, and it just became a very cold war. I thought it was more like a lover's tiff, like the silent treatment. Well, frankly speaking, history's kind of proven that none of that really happened because yeah. there was a lot of collaboration. Under the table. This is worse than that, like what's currently happening, because the entire Western bloc, US, all of Europe, Canada, Australia, I don't know how we say the West when we're all scattered. 
<laughs> I mean, Australia couldn't be less west if it tried. And then to America, we're eastern mm. here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're not Direction even in the west. Is relative. It's completely mental what we're talking. Like what we should say is the united democracies of capitalist countries, which is what we are. Okay, the non the non imperial communists or any other whatever we are united by our love of materialism and uh and, and free trading and wall street and uh commercialism most, most cinematic movies and, and stuff. corporate exactly um we're democratic capitalists which is the opposite of what you know places like russia is kind of a nationalist imperialism mm. under putin um and china which is a fun experiment <laughs> a fun experiment under the guise of communism <laughs> mm. And North Korea, which is communist Disneyland. Um, you've basically got these big differences in, in how we should operate and stuff, you know. Um, and so when you say the West, it, it's kind of confusing because mm-hmm. as a British person, we, we're kind of under this illusion that we're on our own on this styrofoam island called England. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ignore Scotland and Wales and they ignore us as, uh, quite a lot. Uh, no, we're the United Kingdom, apparently. That's not very united. No. Um, we're the United Kingdom. Ha, 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 is what we are. <laughs> and uh, we're floating around in this little ocean uh, next to Ireland, which looks like a terrier on the side. It looks like a terrier? Yeah, Ireland is the shape of a terrier. Oh. It looks like it's been taken for a walk by the UK. Oh. Yeah. It's like a terrier on the side. <laughs> And where this weird, <laughs> odd, developed gnome. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we're so kindred. Because actually, if you slammed Ireland into us, we'd fit. Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. It'd split off. It would fit. It's just the ocean that split us. Mm. Not politics and stuff. <laughs> just the ocean. <laughs> just an old cookie. Um, but to say the West, it's very... Because like, if I'm Spanish, I don't, I don't belong to this stuff. Mm. Spain's divided. It's got like the kingdom of different countries and states yeah. that people don't realize, you know, the Basque. Say Spain compared to France, France and Germany and Germanic stuff. We're all intermingled with the German, French and all of this stuff, but we were always at war with Spain. And Spain has a lot of culture from North Africa. You know, Andalusia, mm-hmm. which is the southern part, very North African, very Islamic. It's like place. a hop and a skip to Morocco. Exactly. It's literally that, mm-hmm. uh, if you can walk on water. <laughs> um, but yeah. But like I'm just saying, like historically, you think of Greece and you think of the Mediterranean. The, the culture of those places is far removed from the northern European stuff. And to say we're all Western is, is completely insane. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this situation is more like the United Capitalist Front mm. against this um, construct of... You guys an, are different? Well, you, you can't... Like, if you're an everyday person, you kind of only really understand or research this after the horrendous stuff starts. So you're only looking into Vladimir Putin now. Mm. We've always been aware of him, but very few of us really knew anything about him right and now a lot of people probably deep diving into yeah. information and seeing all of his becoming scholars as a noble knight shirtless on a horse and yes, uh, i remember that you know standing in a tank uh with a, a full designer suit on stuff like this uh putin vladimir putin is a unique cat there's no doubt right do i think he's evil no do i think he's a dictator no i think it's technical you know um mm. 
it's a technical dictator if you wish, but I don't mm. feel like he is. It's it's difficult. So this situation is very, very bad. One thing you can't deny, though, is that no good country would go into another country and just blow up half the country. You know, it's not like the movements are the acts of a noble person. Mm. It seems like the acts of a desperate guy that's got some kind of serious paranoia that he's been... Maybe the state of Russia's slipping from his fingers, becoming Americanized. Or maybe it's the corporate control of, of Russia that, that worries him. Because it's happened throughout Europe. I can definitely, definitely understand that perspective. There right. was um, the uh, two fat Italians. It was Carluccio mm. and Jamie Oliver, who's a chef here in the UK. Um, his mentor had this thing where they go around Italy like a road trip and try all of their old you know, favorite dishes from when they were kids and stuff like yeah, this. Yeah. And um, Carluccio made the point of saying that a lot of the Italian culture and food, and this is just food, this is the most benign thing to talk about, but mm. the food culture has been completely wiped out by the pressure of having stuff like McDonald's and, yeah. you know, Pizza Hut even sure. in Italy, which just doesn't make sense. No, of course it doesn't. You know, that's horrendous. But you're seeing this washout of corporate interest. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like anyone's designed that. It's not like Americans are there going, every place must have a Burger King and it must rule. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's just money, right? Everyone's yeah. trying to make a buck, right? And obviously some people in Spain, and I've talked about this before, but some people in Spain see this stuff as like, oh my God, it's the coveted golden arches. It's our new church. We shall go there. Because it's like you read about it. It's in pop culture. You've seen it on Friends, yeah. the sitcom, you know. We want that. It's like everyone here needs a Taco Bell. There's one in Liverpool. Mm -hmm. I think there's probably a few in London. I don't know. But there's none in Birmingham. There should be, right? <laughs> because you read about it. Like I remember going to Florida and my mom saw it. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, I've read about that in a book that I read. Taco Bell didn't even know what it was. And I'm like, it's where the octopus goes to church. What? In Japan, yeah. Taco Bell. Taco. Oh, my God. That's true. Yes. Yeah. For those who don't know, octopus in Japanese is taco. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> so when a Japanese person goes to Mexico for the first time and goes to a street food stand, they're very, very shocked. By this what is they not get. seafood. Correct. Yeah. So basically all of these kind of things happen. But when you're a state that wants to preserve its edge, for example, it's easy for us to forget that most of the United Kingdom um, at one point stood on its own feet. In fact, we ran an empire, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. it's never a good look. And basically, not just the cinema chain empire, <laughs> not just the, the magazine that's about cinema uh -huh. empire. No, we had one. We had our own empire. And basically... In that time, we were a global leader. Subsequently, since World War II, we've been kind of sold out. We, we sold everything. Mm -hmm. Everything. Yep. Here's a sandwich. You can have that. You know, we sold that. We've kept very few things. We lost our motor industry. That's gone. You know, uh, we've got a bit of that left, mm. if you want. Aston Martin. Yeah. Martin Aston. Harrods isn't British anymore. No, Harrods was one of the first to go. Yep. That's a Middle Eastern owned. You know, we've sold a lot of stuff. We've mm -hmm. So we've retained very little, but we still have high status, mostly because dealerships we have with the USA and other corporations and things like this and inter 
continental kind of control over certain ips that we have cabras is a good one to yep. point out but that's owned by craft now who are service and hollywood movie set what craft services oh, um it's also a nice hobby to have craft yeah crafting yeah i can build you a uh, tissue box using flower petals stuff like that you know mm-hmm. uh, i can i can weave you i can whittle you down a basket of stuff that's nice isn't it so <laughs> what i'm what i'm trying to say is like most people don't understand that it's happened to europe europe has kind of lost a lot of its power and control over its own stuff there's still innovation there's still private stuff but a lot of the uk companies had to kind of mirror the way that america worked mm. and put that into our business plan which is why you have h&m which is why you have things like pubs becoming Chains. chain pubs mm-hmm. and almost thematic even to the UK. Yeah. Like a Weatherspoons is not a typical British pub. A typical British pub has one candle that lights the entire place. Sheep bring the humans to it. And uh, there's always a guy with a fiddle. What? Playing. And uh, it's real ale, if which I means that it's man. warm and uh, tepid and really thick. Uh, none of that exists. But you can find similar stuff in Ireland because they haven't been as tarnished by commerce as we have okay but what i'm trying to say is our culture has shifted entirely we are for all sakes and purposes kind of a state of america we're very close yeah you guys didn't really give much resistance to be fair Not really but it's <laughs> also like, progressive okay. and that's fine but i think that's the unified west the unified state <laughs> the unified west is basically things that share taco bell yeah. And uh, yeah. at least one in the nation, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, if you will. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Krispy Kreme, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. California. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Whereas places like Russia would sort of want to retain what makes them uniquely Russian, you yeah. see. And China especially tries to do that. But they do have KFC. They, mm-hmm. have, they have all of these chains. But the concern is beyond food. That was just an example. If you start talking about global uh, economics and you start thinking that centralized New York uh, banks can can operate anywhere on the planet and stuff like this, then you have the banking crisis and yeah. it, it wipes out the world's economy. Yeah, Way worse than the terrorist attacks in 9-11. That's the thing that's completely mental about that. You've got to start thinking, well, there's got to be a division here like china's very good at retaining itself its own structure that's why it's got a great wall mm-hmm. and a not so great wall and a, a pretty average wall uh <laughs> wall that could be better okay it's also got a firewall it does the great firewall yes which is greater than your firewall okay i don't have a firewall i am firewall less but basically what i'm trying to say is they self-contain and so we get nervous. Self-sufficient. We get nervous because we have all of this economic power that's shared throughout this huge pond of Europe, Canada, USA, all of this stuff, Australia. And it's usually the USA leading all of this, financially speaking. Mm. But China has managed as a nation to kind of go above that, go beyond it. Mm. It's now more valuable. And Russia obviously has resources of itself. It's a massive state, blah, blah, blah. So obviously there's differences. There's a kind of us versus them sense. And if you think about how our politics is right now and how hyper crazy it all is, like, are you a liberal? Are you a Republican? Are you a 
Labour supporter, are you a conservative? Mm. Uh, and the equivalents around the world. We're seeing these hyper tribal mechanisms working. Now, if you imagine that in geopolitical circumstances, we're really isolating. We're all the say liberal stroke Republican, whatever you want to be, the good guys to you. And they're the opposition, you see? And that's what we're doing. We're wading through differences in that way, you know? Mm. It's a problem. It's a big problem when you think about how it must be for the citizens. I always put my mind into a Chinese student. Quite literally, it's a scientific operation. What? It's technical. Uh, <laughs> it requires swap. a USB. <laughs> and I, uh, I, play. I do that quite a lot. Okay. And uh, I won't tell you the name of the student because it'll give my uh, avatar away. <laughs> but uh, I put my mind into the Chinese student and I walk the earth and I hear all of these things that are bad about my nation. You know, like all these throwaway words like dictator and mm. tyrant and oppressor and all of these negative things that they say every day. And I think to myself, well, the joke's on you, buddy. Because, you know, I live in a five-star apartment. <laughs> penthouse uh, i've got slaves i mean helpers uh i've got a team i've got a staff team that's longer than your family i've got a family that's longer than your <laughs> ancestral line i drive 12 porsches <laughs> because i can and uh you know i own the rights to huawei um, my chinese students are extremely rare though, <laughs> i must be honest it's but they elite. do they do go to the park with a briefcase quite often i've noticed uh sharing information doesn't that mean that you're the spy then i told you i was yeah oh yeah we, but but you've just busted your own cover oh well, it's irrelevant because you don't know. notice no i didn't because you don't know what my avatar looks oh. like <laughs> so um you know you got to put your mind in this and like with the russian kids here in the uk and there's a lot of them studying here in the uk mm-hmm they must be terrified and i want to reassure any listening right now that you shouldn't be because we have to really understand that you're victims here too, really. You know, like, there's a big, massive separation between people who would help an agenda, which is like an anti-Western agenda in the West. You know, like, there's people who are manically funding. It's kind of like the IRA used to do this. Sure. Where they actually had a lot of billionaire support because of Irish heritage and mm -hmm, stuff like mm -hmm. this in America. A lot of financial support in the IRA came in from America. And so that's actually an act of helping a terrorist against a state. Now, these, that kind of thing is insane because this American's never stepped foot in the UK, you could argue. So it, it has hatred here only because it knows, this person knows or this foundation knows, they have a root in Ireland. So they're trying to be false patriotic, Yeah, which is almost like, hey, I've got a black friend, so I'm not racist. It's kind of that, mm. you know? Mm. and i think that what we're now dealing with is that there's such a demonization on places like russia and china especially that all of these kids are seen as anti-west yeah when a lot of them are not a lot of them are fighting for their country to be more western mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. want that they don't want this imperialist yeah nationalism a lot of the kids and young adults right now are unilaterally trying to have a better world. Absolutely. A lot of the older people don't understand this like they don't understand how to use a messenger service <laughs> on their phone. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just want to add something there because you mentioned the Great Firewall of China. Yeah, it's um, great. Uh, yeah, it is great. It is great. Uh, but they also do have VPNs. And you also mentioned that I teach TOK. Well, 
I do have Chinese students, and they use VPNs. It's not like they're entirely cut off from the rest of the well, world. Well, this is what I'm trying to say. We always think, because our media is so controlled, I want to put this out there because it's not a conspiracy, it's a fact. Most of our media is outletted by a company called Reuters. Mm. A lot of people may or may not know that, but it's almost a totally controlled rhetoric. We've seen it really come into play in a pandemic. Like, what, what we all have to understand is, there is a world of people, okay? And there is millions of us, if not billions. There are billions of us. And we're each doing stuff every day. There's more news than this, but the coverage is literally one subject all week long on every channel. That's all it is. And that's when you've got to control media. It's not splintering. Mm. It's not like a ton of different perspectives. It's not like BBC's covering traffic cones in New Jersey and then ITV's covering ghosts in a shell. Yeah. And then... You know, Channel 4 is covering, it's all covering the same stuff. Yeah. Okay. And it's who can have the most shocking thing and who can sell the most time slot to Pfizer. I don't know. But the, America has that. Okay. We have to understand that's a control media for a start. So podcasts are your alternative. Things like this, my voice, which is very alternative, so alternative that I'm not even sure it's my voice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, you know, the perspective now is that we're having conversations and we're trying to think and we're trying to innovate and stuff like this because the media is just not doing it. It's failing. Yeah. And what I try and look at here is we have to understand that Russia, Russia has some serious innovation. I noticed this is a long time ago and it's controversial now, I guess, because Russia today is now seen as, you know, a propaganda channel, which is ironic it's mm. really ironic because Russia today, in my opinion, has been more truthful about a lot of stuff for many years mm. than than any of our channels. Uh, it's less agenda-driven. It's less politically focused. Mm -hmm. There was a thing I was watching which was about them introducing a kind of whole food supermarket. Yeah. And it was amazing. You know, it just made me see there's this super innovation coming out of Russia that we are not getting enough information on. There's kids there that are super smart. The scientists are great. There's mm -hmm. funky kind of awesomeness happening. There's a really good food movement. You only see this stuff if you watch things like Anthony Bourdain going around the world doing tours. You, you see it from the weirdest kind of perspectives you, you would never think. But they're telling you the truth of the planet. One of the biggest things that ever came out of Russia that was really, really, really stark was when the World Cup was hosted there. Oh, yeah. And absolutely everyone from Britain and all of our stupid idiot commentators, that come and they call them pundits, I call them morons, were basically <laughs> saying stuff like, oh, well, it's going to be thug territory and we're all going to be targeted. And everyone went there and had one of the best times of their life. They mm. were saying it was so beautiful, the people really kind. Yeah. And this is something forgotten almost three years later. Yeah. We're sitting in this situation going, all Russians are evil. No, they're not. No, they're not. The agenda of Russia is something I can't verify because we don't have enough information. Putin, for all sakes and purposes, is probably acting in what he thinks is the best interest for his nation because this whole rush of this cancel culture coming out of the West, which is neo-fascism, by the way. Mm. We, we love to throw the word tyrant and fascism at Putin, but we are guilty of it. Yeah. If you're in America listening and you're a Democrat and you're thinking that, you know, publicly executing people for having a difference in opinion, like Joe Rogan, example, who's actually a Democrat, mm. traditionally speaking, and you're basically executing him, that is an act of fascism. 
that's exactly what you're blaming China for doing when people go disappearing. You're doing the same thing in your own culture. This is why it's a hypocrisy and why we have to be better than that, you know? Mm. Because if I look at the Russian people, I think they're just like us. And I also think that the future of the world is in international innovation. We're no longer in a situation where we have to be like, oh, well, we do better things than they do, so we'll just, you know, we outsource everything. There's nothing made in the UK anymore, really. Yeah, it's all collaborative. Yeah. So when you think about things like Tiger, good example, which is kind of like this $1 shop. It isn't. It's more expensive, but it's kind of like a Denmark-run company that sells all of this kind of niche. Flying Tiger. Yeah, Flying Tiger. Yeah. When you think about companies like that, you know, Russia has stuff. That's even more innovative. It probably got a better IKEA than IKEA has. Mm. They got bespoke stuff. It's there's so much innovation coming out of there, and we've just blocked that from us. We now know nothing about that. We're now just saying, "Oh no, they're Soviet Union." They're not. They haven't been Soviet Union since it collapsed. A lot of people that are there now in adult world weren't even part of Soviet Union. You got the first generation separated from it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're coming here and learning about it from our perspective. Going, "Wow, that's weird." You know, yeah. there's a lot of people in the shadow. You see like Lithuania, Latvia and stuff who are in the shadow Soviet Union because they know what it was like to be controlled by it. And they also know what it's like to have their own state. So yeah. they had sovereignty go, right, and then returned. So there's a lot of kind of anger about that still, residual. But the Russians don't know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't know what that's like. Yeah. You know? Going back to TOK just for a moment, it's very much, you know, knowledge that we know knowledge that we know that we don't know like oh i know that i don't know that subject or whatever and then there's the, this whole you know universe of knowledge that we don't know that we don't know like we're not aware that we don't know something see you've just sold that by going in a total circle where a lot of people are like what <laughs> yeah that's basically to okay. yeah exactly you've explained the uh, <laughs> theory students, of knowledge uh struggle with it but uh, i'm just saying like it, you know in general understanding like china isn't this Maoist China anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so ridiculous. That's like saying China hasn't evolved in 70 years. Yeah. We all have, but China hasn't. Come on, get a grip. Like everyone's evolving every day. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the same world and there's not enough voices in the world saying this stuff. I'll tell you why there isn't because none of our politicians are smart. They're all ex-lawyers. They're all trained for law. They're not trained to understand the culture of geopolitical. They don't understand what China is. They don't spend any time going to China. They wouldn't know what to order at a Chinese restaurant. Mm. Okay, there's few that are. A lot of them are younger. You know, Boris Johnson, for example, tried to speak to the Russian people in Russian, but it sounded like an English guy speaking Russian. So they didn't understand what the hell he was saying. (laughs) He might as well have just spoken in English. They'd have probably understood it more. (laughs) You know, we live in this geopolitical situation where we have to understand the world we're in. We can't just judge it on stupid things you know we can't just say well they were this once i mean without here's here's what i'm gonna say as a british person without russia we would have all been enslaved by the nazis Mm. let's think about that they won the war yeah we took the credit yeah um there's atrocities nothing was great in world war ii there's not a good story nothing's great in war nothing's wow nothing's positive from war yeah you see Unless it's Call of Duty and you're playing it online with your friends. <laughs> There's a lot of gratifying elements to that. Okay. You get leveled up. You get leveled up. Yeah, you get stripes and stuff. You know, mm. you get new equipment, 
It's it's pretty. There's you a lot of positives. You can level up in real life. You have to die a lot. You can't die a lot in real life. No, 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 no. <laughs> death is once. But I'm just trying to say, like, we're in a situation where we we really have to. I feel like this is what the internet really should be at all of, but it's being controlled now. Mm -hmm. What people are saying is national uh, security is now national control. It's like we're only going to let you have a squeezy type bit of information. You're not going to know what you're looking for. Like people can't see what China actually is on the internet from the UK. Yep. They can't actually see it. Anything we see is a Chinese perspective. We literally call propaganda and we just write it off the same with Russia. Mm -hmm. We barely know the Ukraine, let's be honest. We barely know the Ukraine. There's a lot of amazing things that have happened in the Ukraine. A lot of telephone designs came, came from the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. um, the, the actual infrastructure of Ukraine was really positive. All of this is, is wildly unknown to us. So we only know about it when it's being blown up. Mm -hmm. You know? It's sad. The whole thing is very, very sad. And I feel like... Our job is to support the people of the planet and the people of these countries that are being affected. We, we shouldn't think about the regimes and all of the politics on either side. I, I, I got really disturbed. I was watching the, um, I don't know what, it, what officially it was called, but it was basically Biden addressing the Democrats. And it, you had Kamala on his left shoulder and Pelosi on his right, you know, mm -hmm. as you're looking at him. And it felt... It just felt like they were rewarding each other for the efforts of the Ukrainians. They're not there on the ground fighting. There's no victory to be had in right. America. There's no victory to be had here. It's literally just... It's like they everyone, were patting each other on the yeah, back. Yeah, just like, yeah, well done for like yeah. fighting them. and all. We, we, we'll do nothing. We'll just mm. sanction them and send you chips. You know, it's like, it's disturbing. It's it's disturbing that politicians are using so many things as a smokescreen right now. Mm. That's that's something that really disturbs me, which is why I'm saying most people should give up caring about that stuff and we should rally behind the people who are victims in this situation. And yeah. that is literally the Russians and the Ukrainians. The citizens aren't fighting each other. No, the citizens don't want it. You, you go to most universities in the world, they're going to have citizens from the Ukraine and Russia. You know, family is tied. It's kind of like Liverpool situation with Everton, you know? Yeah. A family can have Evertonians and Liverpool supporters in the same family, mm -hmm. right? But they're not killing each other every week, mm -hmm. you know? It's only at the football grounds that they kill each other. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, we got to be better than this and we got to be educated. we got to really understand because one thing I hate is when rhetoric is used and it's simply not true. You can't call Putin or Xi Jinping a dictator. Or a tyrant. It's not true. It's simply not reality. You know? Yeah. You have to go back to the definitions you of can, what you mean you, by you're, that. You're more likely, more accurate to say that our politicians are dictators right now. Mm. Because in the UK, we don't vote them in. Yeah. They're appointed by the party. We vote the chair in. We vote for chairs. We vote for furniture in the UK. <laughs> our democracy is based on furniture. <laughs> yeah. It's all the seats. You see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas America, you get a direct vote for the, the president. president. But do you? Because, you know, it goes to like some yeah. kind of bloke with a suitcase who meets in a park bench, got dark shades <laughs> on. And he goes and tells what, you know. This, so, but we know this. This has been exposed, you know. Yeah. Um, so really, it's all a farce. We all know that it is. 
It's a joke. Mm. So let's just be rational and understand that the people from these places are citizens like you and I, and no one wants this. Not really. No one ever wants this. I'll tell you, the only people who want this are the idiots that say, you know, oh, I'm going to go and fight in the Ukraine from Britain. I'm going to go there mm. and help them out. You saying that and being the face of that kind of thought on every paper in the UK means that you won't get through the borders. Mm. You'll be seen as a threat. That individual will create an international incident. 100%. But this is how you get busted on Interpol. Yeah. Because basically, just so folks know, if you really want to fight for the Ukraine against Russia, if you think it's noble, here's, here's a newsflash for you. It's called vigilantism and it's illegal. Your spanners. It's not, it's not a noble thing to do. Plus, it's not your war. Mm. That's like, can you imagine if we're playing a football match, right? Liverpool's playing Man United. It's one of the most, you know, watched games every year in, in the Premier League. And suddenly, a kid jumps over the rail, literally says he's going to sub on for one of our best players because he thinks he can do better, right? And takes the game. <laughs> And everyone's dumbfounded just watching this moron on the pitch. <laughs> what happens? I'll tell you what happens. Security beat the hell out of the guy and send him home, you know? Mm-hmm. So what do you reckon will happen if you suddenly turn up in a foreign country with a rifle? Do you think everyone's going to be like, oh, yes, you'll do, you 63-year-old thug. You'll help change oh, the no. battle. It's almost like you got better stuff to do, dudes. Like, Spend more time with the family that you have that you're trying to avoid. That's that's my message to you folks. It's a dumb move. This isn't our war. We're spectators. And I feel like, like I was saying earlier, we have to set up, like, if there's refugees in states like this and our agenda is affiliated, because it is, it is affiliated. Our interests are tied here. We have to open up the red carpet and let them in, you know? We have to do that. It's a human effort. Now, the UK is a tiny island. We're not that big. And uh, a lot of people think we can do more than we can. Geographically, we're quite small. So I think uh, I think the onus here is on mainland Europe. I think mainland Europe has to really house people because it's doing a bad job. Mm. There's a lot more uh, land to spread. I have a problem with Macron being like, well, you're not doing anything to help anyone. We're, we're doing what we can, essentially. We're a tiny island, you know. Um, that's not an excuse. I just think that's a reality. If we allowed all the refugees into the UK, well, we'd be, <laughs> we'd be literally all on top of each other. It's, it's a tiny place. We're the size of Florida, dudes. Come on. US could do a lot more, I feel. Mm-hmm. US and Canada has a lot of land. Yeah. You know. But that's where the politicians put their money where their mouth is. I think it's a reasonable thing to say we could be tactically smart and allow people to stay in a lot of places that these idiots who want to create havoc on the world have houses. You know, we can put them into millionaire mansions and stuff like this. I think totally should do that. Why not? Turn all of these billionaire properties into like the best hostel the world has ever seen. Wouldn't that be amazing? And then keep it like that. Make that a refugee center rather than these prison colonies that we send people to as refugees. Sucks. I'm just saying, like, if you want to be a world leader of generosity and, and, you know, everything you're selling to the voter, yeah, prove it. Because you're being rubbish right now, you know. Here's, here's, here's a newsflash. Our prime minister 
was having a party whilst we were all locked in and we couldn't do anything or see our families or see our dying relatives. relatives. We, you know, I want you to all take a note of that. It's the same guy that's saying he's genuinely going to help the Ukraine out. But I think they're perpetuating a problem. Mm. You know, I think someone, I think it was um, Tulsi Gabbard who was reasonable in saying that Biden's best move right now is to reassure Vladimir Putin that we're not interested in allowing Ukraine to be part of NATO. Mm. Because it seems like everyone's egging Putin to go crazy. Yeah. And be paranoid and, and freak out. Because that's the action. The action isn't an invasion. The action is lashing out. The action is defensive. Mm. In a very stroppy, horrific, at the expense of people kind of a way. Yeah. You can't be Vladimir Putin at the end of this and say, well, I was doing it for your interests. Like, because he was blowing up civilians. You know, he's ordered to kill. It's it's shoot to kill. It's not defend territory. It's like people are fleeing. Let's shoot them. You know, it it it's worse because the Ukraine's dealing with this like a guerrilla war. Mm. So there's a lot of civilians armed to the teeth too. Yeah. Like it's like Vietnam. It's not a good war. It's not even righteous. This is mental. We all know it. Yeah. So anyway, we're just guessing what Putin is thinking, and well, that's the problem as well. We don't I, know. I think every politician right now is not in the interest of the people they serve. I think we've gone far beyond. It's like a total separation. Their interests are corporate. Their interests are monetary. They're, they're all making vast amounts of money. Our mm -hmm. politicians in the UK have just had a pay rise for the work they've done in the pandemic. Yeah, ridiculous. When, the work they've done in the pandemic, mm -hmm. which let's just think, parties, the work they've done at the parties in the pandemic, all of the controversy, the money they've been making off <sighs> PPE and stuff like this. We know the scandals. We can't listen to our politicians as a literal voice to lead this nation. And we can't also uprise against them because there's so many things at play right now. What we can do is focus as citizens and, and do better, lead our country to better things. I think the new power of the planet is is those that are the most compassionate and understanding of all cultures that they, they have really the top spot in society where we should be a far more enlightened people on this earth our institutions are becoming international mm. and uh our relationships are becoming international and i just feel like shouldn't we focus on that this is the saddest thing. I don't know if what Putin is doing is an act of evil or if it's an act of total panic. It's hard to say. It does feel like it's insidious. You know, it feels... But that's it, with the limited information that well, we, we have get as well. This, we get this really swung, biased interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. There has to be a reason that we just don't know. I mean, they've been at war in a civil war situation for like massive amount of years i mean 2008 it kicked off with crimea and mm. there's been a lot of stuff going on that we just do not get reported yeah you know no one's acted on it no no foreign body acted on it and then suddenly it comes to pass right after a pandemic it just feels like one smoke screen after another smoke screen and i'll tell you another thing if you are verbal against your politicians in a democratic society and you are punished for that if you're cancelled for that if you are highly opposed for that, then we're no longer a democracy. That's, it's a simple thing. So if I'm saying all of this and you guys have a problem and you go to your local MP and say, you can't believe what I listened to on this podcast, this dude just literally just said that you're all a bunch of corrupt, you know, corporate... Maniacs. Maniacs. <laughs> um, 
well, what are they going to do? Switch us off? Because if they do switch us off, by de facto, they've just proven we're not in a democracy. Mm -hmm. We're in a fascism. We're meant to be fighting against that, you know? So this cancel culture nonsense, and it's all coming from the USA. I want to clarify that. It's all coming from the USA, propagated from America on social networks, social media, and all of this stuff. We're inheriting it. Russians are inheriting it. Mm. China's inheriting it. Everyone in the world's inheriting it. Just understand. Just understand. This is not a normal thing. You know? So, if I turn around to you guys and I say, our leader who's promising that we're going to stand toe-to-toe with the Ukraines is also rejecting them entering our country and also doing nothing to save their country at all mm-hmm. from the ground. At all. How is that the righteous guy? And if I'm not patriotic for just blindly supporting my politicians, I'd like you to understand that our politicians are ruining our country. And it's a patriot's act to justify what's going on because we should be supporting our citizens. Our citizens are becoming bankrupt. We've lost businesses. We've lost money. We've lost monetary interests. We've had things sold without having any agenda. We go to wars that we don't even want to have fights in. These aren't patriots. These are guys that are uh, having parties while also all, all of us are suffering, essentially. you got to keep in mind there's no good politician. One thing I don't want is an active rebellion. Protests, rebellions, stuff like this. It doesn't work. What works is we do better. We do better as a force and we, we give them less. Lead by example. I think the best reaction to a lot of this stuff, if you really oppose it, switch off. Mm. Switch off. If the politicians can't get the milk in the morning, consider that. Because it has to come from somewhere. It's, it's our power. And our power is really the power to represent the citizens of the planet. And the citizens of the planet don't want war. None of us do. We really, truly don't. You know, Case in point, we like it on video games. And all wars, all wars should be non-human. We should automate it. AI wars. It should be a series of Olympian-style war games mm. screened to all of the citizens of the world at the expense of none of them. All automated drone wars. Esports Robot wars. wars tanks, wars. tanks that are remote-controlled and all played from an arena. Your, your best gamers in each state go to war with each other, and no one dies. No, it, better. The politicians have to play the games. Let's no, see what happens. No, definitely not. Because <laughs> that would be the most boring television ever. Imagine Joe Biden. How do I, what, how which, do I get this button? to work? Yeah. I'm stuck in a quarter. <laughs> yeah, man, they can't even operate Skype properly. How do I pick what are you talking about? Up? No, 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 no. What you need to do is have a fully automated virtual war at the expense of no citizens. You send your best to your best. You don't have conscription armies. We don't need that. You definitely don't have nuclear threats. That's ridiculous. I'll tell you why it's ridiculous. If Russia wants to beat the USA, you know, corporately as as the righteous leader, as a righteous political theory, you know, to be the superpower of the world, blowing up your competition doesn't do that for you. Mm. Because if you blow up the competition, no one buys into your regime because there's no money left. You've just nuked the entire planet. The planet has no rival to you. You are the last thing standing. And the kind of pressure that comes from being a last thing standing is all the pressure. That's not how countries are. That's why we're not seeing nuclear things flying off. Now, I could be wrong. 
it might be a last resort in this situation because I do feel like Putin's desperately trying to control imperial sovereignty. What he sees as the Russian rights away from total takeover. And you know, this could be something deeper where the people of Russia really want to be Americanized. They want to join this network of free trade and this new world of corporate majesty that we all live in, where H&M exists and we can all go out in our Lamborghinis. They might want that world, but he doesn't. He wants a, a very stately Russian world, a conservative Russian world, same as Boris Johnson wants. Let Britain be great again, same as Trump wanted. Mm. Let America be great again. Everyone has to understand this could be just a matter of nationalism and if it is then he is literally ostracizing the people he serves because the majority of them don't want what he wants that's the problem and he's probably thinking that america's leading that that could be the justification of this we just don't know it could be that simple it could just be a paranoia of total takeover from the west moving in and then you know china could be pressuring him because the next people to be attacked will be asia it's more likely it's going to go that way than it's going to go our way. That's what I think. So anyway, who knows? I will say this. Thank you all for listening. You might disagree with a lot of saying. I think a lot of what I'm saying is common sense. I don't really have personal opinions here because I don't really have anything stuck in anything. I, I'm literally an idiot that lives in a forest and treehouse. And that's what I am. I, I do that every day. I make films occasionally and I'm not trying to sell you my opinion. There's no point in that. But what I am saying is I think most human beings will agree. Um, we don't want this. We don't want this kind of separation. We, do, we don't seem to do well with imperial thought either. I don't think there's ever been a successful empire on this planet. And that's corporate too. You can't just dominate and make the world lose its resources and direction of one because it doesn't end well you always need competition you need different ideas you need different innovation you need oppositions you need all of this stuff you need debate because without that you don't learn anything you really truly don't you don't know what you don't know thanks so we'll be back in two weeks hopefully we'll have a better brighter thing to to discuss in the world it's really not up to us right now the narrative is what is out there and try and think because it's so easy so easy if the controlled media narrative is a controlled media narrative it's so easy for us to be the next demonized and it sucks it's not a nice feeling i mean just ask anyone that you know that's multi-ethnic and how they have to survive that judgment i'll, I'll put it in this way if you're a school kid and you were ever bullied or picked on imagine the entire nation being that there's nowhere to go there's no cover there's nowhere to hide everyone's doing the same judgment picking on you for wearing glasses or having goofy teeth or something it's a horrific thing we have to be better than that so we'll be back in two weeks take care everyone <laughs>